0: behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.
1: From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Oakland is looking for a new police chief after Mayor Shang Tao fired LaRon Armstrong back in mid-February. The next chief will inherit a department that's been trying to reform itself under federal oversight for more than 20 years. And even though this is a big decision, OPD's challenges run far deeper than who's at the top.
2: About police culture and the kind of reactionary nature of it you know, the inability of that culture to change itself from the inside.
1: Today, we're revisiting a conversation with independent journalist Ali Winston about what led to Armstrong's downfall and the Oakland Police Department's long road to reform. Stay with us.
0: That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
1: What was your initial reaction when you heard the news that Chief Laurent Armstrong has been placed on administrative leave?
2: All that's old is new again.
1: Ali Winston is an independent journalist and co-author of The Writer's Come Out at Night, a book about corruption and brutality within the Oakland Police Department and its two-decades-long attempt at police reform.
2: This is not a new situation, and sadly, it's the kind of feature of the Oakland Police Department's 20-year saga to come into compliance with uh, modern practices of policing. They've been under a consent decree, a binding reform program since the year 2003 as a result of a egregious uh, civil rights scandal and abuses by a group of officers known as the Riders.
1: What prompted Chief Leron Armstrong to be put on leave last month exactly?
2: Two years ago, roughly, a sergeant named Michael Chung was driving in a OPD takeover vehicle, a police-issued car in the parking garage of his luxury high-rise apartment building in downtown Oakland. His passenger was a, another Oakland cop, I believe his partner or girlfriend at the time. Sergeant Chung clipped another car while in the parking garage. We don't know why. He did not report this accident and the Oakland Police Department learned about it only when the department received an insurance claim from the driver of the damaged vehicle. so the Internal Affairs Division opened up a case to look into the accident and the lack of reporting, which is a matter that could rise to the level of discipline. And during the course of this investigation, the officer assigned to the case found that Sergeant Chung had left the scene of a crime, had not reported the accident, and had engaged in a relationship with a subordinate officer and had not reported it. Sergeant Chung was found to have committed these instances of misconduct by the investigator, who then presented his findings to the Captain of Internal Affairs, Wilson Lau. And Captain Lau overruled the investigator's findings and reduced discipline down from potential termination to instructions, which are basically a talking to by a superior officer. And he removed the partner, the female officer from being a subject of the investigation who did also didn't report the crime to being a witness. Sergeant Chung is a very popular individual in the police department. He's the current head of the Oakland Asian Police Officers Association. And the captain in this incident, Wilson Lau, was his immediate past predecessor as president of the Asian POA.
1: So there's this hit and run that Sergeant Chung does not report. What happened after that?
2: This case made its way up to Chief Armstrong's desk, and he signed off on it with the final discipline, the verbal instructions. In the file, there was the discrepancy between the initial recommendation and Captain Lau's justification of the downgrade of discipline. This went unnoticed for about a year until Sergeant Chung is riding in a freight elevator in OPD, I want to say in early 2022. He's in headquarters and for whatever reason fires around from his service issue pistol, which creates a strike mark in the elevator. He doesn't report this. He picks up his casing, the brass casing that ejects from the pistol, takes it with him, and on his way back home to San Francisco while he's driving, he rolls down his window and tosses it off the Bay Bridge. Another cop notices the strike mark in the elevator, reports it, and there's a very serious investigation to find out what exactly happened in this elevator. Somebody fired around in police headquarters and didn't report it. A couple of weeks go by, and Sergeant Chong eventually comes, comes forward and says, Hey, it was me. I did this.
1: After Michael Chung came forward, he was placed on administrative leave. But word about these incidents got back to the federal monitor, Robert Warshaw. He's the court-appointed official who oversees Oakland's police reforms. And Warshaw decided that OPD wasn't capable of handling this investigation into Michael Chung. So the city hired an outside law firm to do its own report. And on January 18, Judge William Orrick, ordered that report to be made public. This is the moment when Oakland's new mayor, Shang Tao, and the city administrator decided to place Chief LaRon Armstrong on administrative leave. Where does the chief sort of fit into this? What exactly is he accused of?
2: Chief Armstrong is on leave because he signed off on Mike Chung's The Reduction of Discipline in the Vehicular Accident Mm -hmm. uh, without properly reviewing the report and noticing the disparity in discipline. So as the chief of the Oakland Police Department, one of his main responsibilities is ensuring that the Oakland Police Department is in compliance with the reforms of the consent agreement. And by failing to review and discern the issue in that case, the offense is on its own. Not reporting the accident, the fact that he did not notice that disposition, and that he signed off on Captain Wilson Lau's decision to reduce that—that that was, in a way, a dereliction of duty. The second incident, this dis- the discharging of a firearm in police headquarters, that posed an immediate threat to someone's life, and unfortunately, you know, the current back and forth: oh, the police chief should be reinstated; he shouldn't be reinstated. Well. The bottom line is that the failing happened at a level kind of below him. He failed to do his job and make certain that that failure didn't happen. And the real issue here is that the same problems, the same type of problem, keeps repeating itself in OPD every two, three, five years. Failing to ensure the integrity of the internal affairs process in the Oakland Police Department is the reason for the departure of Laron Armstrong's immediate predecessors and Kirkpatrick and Sean Went. If we go back, it's also the grounds for the dismissal of Howard Jordan, who is the last um, police chief with a significant term um, before Went in, uh, I believe, 2013. There have some, been some periods where there have been two or three police chiefs in a week just because of the sheer amount of tumult in the Oakland Police Department as a result of several past scandals. You know, history will come back to bite you.
1: I feel like Chief Armstrong has sort of become the principal person, as you've just been talking about, who's really taken center stage in this scandal. But it seems like the problem is, in fact, deeper than him. So what are the issues within OPD that this latest scandal has revealed?
2: There are many issues that come up here. Consistency of discipline and the integrity of the internal affairs investigation is critical and at the center of all this. But there are bigger issues with the quality of people who OPD have brought in, um, their screening process for recruits, how they determine who should be promoted to a supervisory position or not. And then potentially whether or not there is outside influence in terms of Sergeant Chung being in this position. And if there was interference with it, like, hey, look, this guy's, he's our boy. Don't mess with him. Give him a slap on the wrist. Sergeant Chung made made Sergeant within six years of joining the police department. He joined in 2013. There's questions as to how someone rose that fast. But there are many, many issues here that deal with broader, not just cultural problems in the department, but what the federal judge overseeing OPD's um, consent decree called rot.
1: Do you think that there's just too much attention being given to just Chief Armstrong as sort of the main character in this new story about OPD?
2: Yes, I do. It's unfortunate. It's quite typical because the, you know, the shiny dime kind of leads the news. What actually happened, the true incident at question here and the real problems are at a level below the chief. And in some ways, police chiefs are actually, this is going to sound funny, but they're not really that important um, in some respects because they come and go within five years at the longest and a lot of them kind of are keepers of the flame. They don't really mm-hmm. change much around. Um, they're subject to political shifts as well mayors like to bring in their own chiefs their own people what really happens kind of at the captain and deputy chief and lieutenant level is really more important for the day-to-day functions of the department
1: one thing you're also sort of alluding to is the idea that some of these problems are problems that should have ideally been fixed as a result of federal oversight, right, which has been going on for decades and that is supposed to lead to reform and changes within the police department. So has anything actually improved within the department?
2: Yes, the Oakland Police Department is not the same police department it was in the 2000s. The police department no longer shoots 12 to 14 people a year. That was the case when I first started covering Oakland in 2008. Now, because of a huge modification in the chase policy, as a result, now we're down to maybe one to more, which is still too many, but that in and of itself um, is a massive change. Uh, the department also engaged in um, overhauled its policy of strip searching people in public. At one point, that was very common. They'd engage in cavity searches in public streets of people for narcotics. The department also engaged in a massive study of racial profiling efforts. Um, They studied the traffic stops and the walking stops that the Oakland Police Department engaged in, and in conjunction with uh, Jennifer Eberhardt, a professor at Stanford, were able to discern a pattern of vastly over-policing African-Americans. And they've tried to readdress, readdress that racial balance. So there have been big changes in the Oakland Police Department's policies in their composition. The problem with the internal affairs process is that in the city's eagerness to get out from under the consent decree, in the city's desire to kind of clear the decks, they treat it as a box to be checked and something to be dealt with and filed away rather than lasting reforms that are meant to reshape the institution. I think that LaRon Armstrong may have fallen into the same trap. I know that when he assumed his role at the head of the police department, he basically said, we're going to get this consent decree done and we're going to deal away with it. And we need to make certain that nothing goes wrong.
1: Where do things stand right now for the police chief and how has he responded to being put on leave?
2: Well, Laurent Armstrong hired a high-profile PR consultant named Sam Singer, who's worked for some of the uh, more colorful characters in the Bay Area when they come under fire, including Chevron. And they've gone on the offensive,
1: now at eight, embattled Oakland Police Chief LaRon Armstrong continues to push for his reinstatement.
2: And mounted a number of press conferences.
0: LaRon is a man of integrity. He is a man of honesty, of commitment, and most of all, a man to who
2: loves put pressure on Mayor Sheng Tao to reinstate LaRon Armstrong as police chief and blamed Robert Warshaw, oh. the current federal monitor of OPD. I'm from West Oakland. I won't pick a fight, but I ain't running from none. I'm not running from none. There have also been a number of really nasty racial tensions that have evolved from this, especially if you look at some of the message boards and the comments that have been made on social media about his suspension. There are tensions growing now between some elements of the African-American and the Asian community in Oakland. So that's where we stand right now. He's still on administrative leave. Uh, Darren Allison, the assistant police chief, is now in temporary charge of the police department. And it remains to be seen what the federal court will do with regard to Lauren Armstrong's position.
1: So if you could shake someone's shoulders and tell them what this story is really about, what would you say?
2: About police culture and the kind of reactionary nature of it. You know, the inability of that culture to change itself from the inside. And frankly, one thing that my colleague and I in our book, one of our bigger conclusions is that Change and reform for police departments only comes with relentless outside pressure. Be that through protest movements, court monitors, independent oversight bodies, politicians who actually pay attention to what's happening in the city rather than going along with you know what a lobbying group wants or what a particular institution wants. That's really where change comes from. This is a problem generations of openers have been dealing with for a long time. It's grave. And I want to reemphasize it. These seemingly episodic problems—they have a much longer tail, and they echo out.
1: In mid-February, about a week after this episode originally published, Lauren Armstrong was fired. Last month, he filed a legal claim alleging the mayor and city leaders retaliated against him for criticizing the federal monitor who oversees the police department. Meanwhile, federal oversight of the department continues until at least September after a federal judge determined in April that allowing OPD to quote, full independence was premature. That was Ollie Winston, an independent journalist and co-author of The Writers Come Out at Night, Brutality, Corruption, and Cover-Up in Oakland, written with the Oakland side's Darwin Bondgram. This episode was originally cut and edited by senior editor Alan Montesilio. Producer Maria Esquinca scored this episode and added all the tape. We also got production help from Jalen Herdman. That's it for The Bay today. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.